to dive into uh, number number two of our essential series. I, I was supposed to speak on this two or three weeks ago, uh, and so I've been I've been marinating on this one for a while. It's got a lot of prayer over it, so I want to dive in. We're doing a series. Could you hand me that? Would you hand me my water right there in that black thing? Thank you so much. Uh, we are in this series on essentials where we're we're talking about what are the things that we need. Thank you. What are the things that we need in our life in order to live the life that Christ promised, and that is abundant life? And, and so throughout this series, we're going to be talking about some things that we need to have in our backpacks and then some things that we probably need to take out of our, our backpacks. And we started uh, in Mark and uh, that, you know, three weeks ago before COVID so rudely interrupted the series. We started in Mark uh, chapter 12 where one day a teacher of the law comes and asks Jesus, of all of the commandments, which one is the most important? And if you heard the message a few weeks back, you know that by this time, the, the uh, religious rulers had added hundreds of commandments to the actual ten that God gave. And so this, this law, this guy that taught law, and he wanted to know, which, what are they? And here's what Jesus says in Mark 12 and 29. And these should be in your, in your handout. If you have a handout, the scriptures will be there, and as well as some fill-in-the-blanks that will help, hopefully keep you, uh, keep you engaged a little bit more. The most important one answer, Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. So the first two things that we talked about a few weeks ago is, number one, acknowledge that he is God and God alone. That's first of all. And number two, to love him. Why is this the most important commandment? I believe it's because if God knows that if he can have our love, then he can have us. Because where, whatever you love, that's what your heart, your emotions, that's what your passions go into. But I want to help some of you today. I really felt this. I was praying uh, today over the message. I want this message to help some of you. I want it to free some of you. I want it to, to set you free. And let, me, let me clarify this. That word all, how many of you, when you read that word all, it's just overwhelming? Raise your hand, honk your horn, whatever. Just let me know. Love the Lord with all. That is an overwhelming thing to me. I mean, nobody gets all of any of us, right? You never give anybody all of yourself. Much as we say we want to, we just don't do it. I mean, right now, I only have a few of your full attention. I know I do. You, some of you got kids in the car. Some of you are scrolling through social media right now. Some of you are watching the game. I know exactly what you're doing. I bet we got a few of you even making out. Come on now, stop it. It's a, I know it's a feed aid and all, but let's, let's be easy, all right? My point is, I don't have all of your attention. As much as we put stuff in the pamphlet, we try to get for you to write it down, but I don't have all of your attentions. We are so distracted. There has never been more going on at any given time than there is right now in our world. I think everybody in the world has ADD. Would you agree with that? I mean, how could we not with everything that's going on? Here's the thing about God, though. God knows that we get distracted. Look at what happened to Adam and Eve. He understands Adam and Eve had an entire garden. They could eat from anything, but there was that one thing they kept being distracted by. Does that sound like any of your life every once in a while? And also, 
we have the things in our life that God wants us to do. He wants us to have great marriages. He wants us to raise good families. He wants us to have great relationships and, and great friendships. He wants us to work in our jobs. And so with the things that distract us and the things that God wants us to do, how can I give him all? You ever had that question? You ever wondered that? If that's the greatest commandment, why would God make it so impossible? Why would he ask for all? Many of you know this, but the Bible was actually translated. It was translated, the Old Testament was translated from Hebrew. The New Testament was translated from Greek. And I love getting into the, the, the real meaning of a word. Sometimes it's hard for them to translate it into English and use the exact word. So let me help you today. I'm going to free some of you. How many ready to be freed? Are you ready? Are you ready to get to a place that you know that you can love God the way he wants you to love him and not always feel like I'm less than? I could never love him with all. That word all is actually translated from the Greek word holos, which means whole or complete. So what Jesus was saying when he was quoting in Deuteronomy, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart or you shall love the Lord your God with a whole heart. Not everything at the same time, but loving him with a whole heart. God is not wanting so much all of our attention at all times as much as he is wanting us to be made whole. God wants us to love him as a whole person, a healed heart, a complete soul, a renewed mind, and total strength. You see, God knows in order for us to love him with our whole self, we must be made whole ourselves. That's one of the blanks in your notes, and I want you to write that down. God knows that before we can love him with our whole self, we must be made whole ourselves. John 10, 10. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it to the full, more abundantly. God wants you to be whole. He wants you to be complete. God doesn't want us to be broken and shattered. God wants us complete. You know, our calling as a church, if you go to our, our website, if you've been to one of our, our growth tracks, you'll see that our calling as a church is to encourage and to equip each person to live the life that Christ promised, the, the abundant life. And that means a full life. That means a whole life, a life that is put together. All of us are broken. Would you agree with that? Every single one of us are broken, and that is why we so desperately need Jesus. Look at what Jesus said. This was his mission statement in Luke 4. Again, it's in your handout. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and the recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ came to bring good news. And that good news is this, that the bound can be set free, that the blind can see, and that the broken can be made whole. Aren't you glad you served that kind of Savior this evening? Amen? That was like a, that was a small little clap. That was a little awkward. Come on, don't you, aren't you glad you served that kind of Savior? There we go. God wants you saved. Listen, God wants you healed. God wants you free. God wants you restored. And if you need saving tonight, we're going to give you a, a, a chance to do that here in a few moments. If you need healed, let me tell you one of the greatest ways you can get healed is to get into fellowship with other believers. 
You know, the scripture tells us that if you, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is just to save you, he'll save you. But the scripture tells us if you will confess your faults one to another, you will be healed. I know a lot of people that have been saved, but they've never been healed because they've never gotten into a rich relationship with other believers. That's why we're going to be launching our Hills Groups uh, next week. Hills Groups launch next week. That is one of the greatest ways that you can get into relationship with other people. We always say that Hills Church right here is just an excuse for us to have Hills Groups. And Hills Groups is an excuse for us to get together with two or three people that make our life better. I want to encourage you that if you've never been a part of one of our Hills groups, join one. Dive into one next week. They, they will, it will revolutionize your life. Our Hills teams, that's another way. You see these people that are walking around with Hills shirts on. These are the folks that I can tell you are living more abundantly than anybody else I know because they're in rich relation. It's not about setting up a stage. It's about a guy with you setting up a stage and you going to bat for one another and praying for one another. Man, I feel like preaching on a Sunday night. Man, goodness. Do it. How, 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 do I, how can I be healed in fellowship with other believers? Some of you need to be set free. And I'm not talking about a little bit free. You know, the Bible tells us that God says that his children are supposed to walk in glorious freedom. Not a little free. Not like one foot free. And you're excited about that. Ah, I'm free. No, everything free. Glorious freedom. Say that with me. Say glorious freedom. That's what he wants us. And one of the greatest ways you can do that, once again, next week, we're launching our Hills groups, and one of them is going to be a freedom group. It is a group that is just set up for people that want to walk through freedom. So if you have something in your life that you want to be set free from, we're going to have that next week. So you don't want to miss next week. And this is how you can love God with a whole heart and with your whole heart. God wants us to be made whole. And he's commissioned us as a church to help you get there. And this is why we have all of this programming in place. That's why we encourage you to be here every weekend that you can and dive into a team and get in a group. And that's why we do these things. So when people sometimes try to bypass that stuff, you're really missing out on what God has called us to do as a church. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants you to be completely whole. What Jesus is quoting here in Mark chapter 12 is what is known as the Shema. And the Shema is the heart, the soul, the mind, and the strength. That is the Shema, heart, soul, mind, and strength. There's a, a song that we used to sing that actually had that in there years ago. I won't break into song, but I may do that some other time. So let me explain what that means, your heart. People get these confused at times, all right? The heart, that is your emotions, that is your feelings, and that's in your notes if you want to write that down. Your heart is your emotions and your feelings. There's a book that I've, I've posted a, a couple of times that has changed my life by an author named Chip Dodd, who's actually, uh, he's actually, he practices here in Nashville. And he wrote a book called The Voice of the Heart. And in his book, he writes that the only way that you can live a full life is that you have to be free to feel you have to be free to feel. My therapist uh, suggested this book, quote, he suggested, I really think he was saying it's more of a requirement if you want to work with me, and it has been life-changing. And the book states that each of us only have eight feelings. There's only eight feelings. 
There's a lot of other things that, that you experience, but those eight feelings, you really need to get the book to understand it. But I put a chart in your notes, and I'd love for you at some point to look at that chart, and he lists these eight feelings, and he says our response to these feelings is what makes them an impairment are a gift. If we do not acknowledge and understand these feelings, we're never going to be made whole. What I'm saying to you is, Jesus wants your heart. He wants you to feel things. It's okay to feel things, but he wants you to understand how do you respond to those feelings. That's part of you being made whole. That's part of you being healed. How many have had to push feelings down? Maybe you were raised that way. Oh, no, no, we're not sick around here. Nobody's sick in this house, all right? All right don't, oh, don't get angry. Don't get mad. Don't, and you're taught to push these things down, and yet God gave us these as gifts. I would encourage, if you're a member of the church at the hills, I would encourage you to go buy this book. It is life-changing. Jesus wants your heart to be made whole. The soul is the essence of who you are. This is your true identity. This is where you dream. This is where you imagine. This is where you have, you have visions. This is where you commune with God. This is where he teaches us about who you are and about who he is. The soul is only made whole by connecting to God. Listen to me. Your soul will ruin your life if you do not connect it to God. I know it's getting dark, so let me go fast, okay? The mind is, is our intellect and our reasoning. This is the ability to think and to learn, to plan and to strategize. And the mind is made whole by this. Number one, being renewed. Romans 12 and 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The mind is made whole by trusting in God's ways. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. The mind is made whole by making every thought obedient to Jesus Every thought, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. And then finally, our strengths. I love him with all your strength. What's your strength? Your strength is your action. This is what you do with what you believe. So I believe in my heart, but now what are you going to do about that? That's where the strength comes in. That's where faith becomes works. And we do this by, number one, obeying God's word, saying yes to some things, saying no to some things. We do this by being a witness to other folks. Come on, when's the last time you shared your grace story with someone? When's the last time, not just invited in the church, but you told them what he's done in your life? That is how you start seeing, you start seeing your actions, uh, loving God with all of your strength your, is when you put it into action. We do this by giving. Listen to this. I want you to hear that it matters where our money goes because that shows what matters. That was good. Well, I'm going to say it again. It matters where our money goes because that shows what matters. And this is one way that we, we show God I'm loving you with all of my strength is by giving. What about caring for others, taking care of your neighbors, taking care of those folks that are around you? There's never been a time that people need to be cared for more than right now, caring for others. And finally, one way that we show God that we love him with all of our strength is by serving God and serving in his house. Serving God and serving in his house. In closing, I want to just say this. God wants us to be made whole. Mainly, listen to this, because that's how he created us. Can you imagine if you were the great creator and you created someone to be everything you wanted them to be, 
and yet they didn't. They lived their life. They lived for 80, 85, 90 years, and they never became everything that God wanted them to be. Wouldn't that be the most disappointing thing? God wants you to be made whole because that is how he created you. And also, that is how he knows that we can love him with our all. We can't love him with our all until we are being our all. So I want to encourage you today. If there's some areas of your life that need to be made whole, what a better night than right now. This beautiful weather, the sun setting. Look at those hills. It's what a, what a beautiful time just to say, great creator, I want you to make me whole. I want to give you everything that I have. Let me pray for you right now. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you gave us your word because you want us to obey it. And you're not going to ever ask us to do anything that we can't do. You said that your yoke was light, that your burden was easy. So, Father, you would never ask us to love you with our all if we couldn't really do it. God, I pray, I pray that people are set free today from the mindset that they can never live up to what you've asked them to do. That is a lie of the enemy, and that's a lie of religion. And so, God, I thank you for your grace today. I thank you, Lord, that people are having a revelation tonight that they can love you with everything. I pray for those, God, that need a heart healing. They need their soul to be reconnected or connected to you. I pray for those, God, that, that are really not, they're, they're really not living it all out with their actions. And those, God, that are tormented in their mind. I speak today life and freedom in Jesus' name. We come against every attack of the enemy by the blood, the word, and the name of Jesus. Let freedom rule in this parking lot tonight. Come on, would you just receive that? Would you just receive that prayer? Thank you, Jesus. And how about those of you that need to commit your life to Jesus? You've never made a commitment. Or maybe you have, but you've walked away and you want to recommit your life tonight. We have had a record number of people that committed their life and recommitted their life to Jesus over the past several weeks. Why don't you join with those dozens of folks today? How, how do I do it? The scripture is simple. The scripture says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Won't you pray this with me? Those of you at home, I don't know if you can still see me or not, but those of you at home, you can hear me, those watching online, all of you here, come on, open up your eyes, look at me. Come on, Hills family, let's pray this together. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I am not my own. I am yours. Thank you that you bought me with a price and then you set me free. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of not being everything you made me to be. Today I'm coming home. I pray today that you would heal my heart, touch my mind, fill my soul, and help me to do everything you've called me to do. Cover me with your grace. Come on, say it. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and everlasting life in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. Come on, let's celebrate with these folks that prayed this prayer today. Thank you, Jesus.